0: ¶¶ Welcome back to the Hey Roadie Podcast, where we take a deep dive into the ocean state. We are your hosts, Nick and Sasha, and this is the fourth episode of our Who to Watch series. (laughs) Our Who to Watch series is brought to you by the Pepito Opportunity Connection, which is a nonprofit private foundation dedicated to listening and working together with Rhode Island's Black, Indigenous, and people of color communities to empower and create individual success stories by investing in education, job skills, training, and entrepreneurial ventures.
1: Amazing. Amazing I work. I got
0: that in one shot.
1: Well, like I've said before, they do so many things to try mm. to like get all of it out in one, one fell swoop is well, difficult. I
0: nailed it finally. But
1: Pepito is an incredible sponsor. We're so lucky to have them. They do such amazing work for our state. Um, I honestly could not even dream up of a better sponsor for this who to watch list
0: yeah they're fantastic they are we're lucky and to
1: have them we are and today's guest also i'm obsessed with because you guys know by now that i'm obsessed with everyone it does not take a lot for, no i'm just kidding it takes a lot for me to love you but then once i do you're with I, I yeah won't. you're stuck with sasha you're stuck with, with me. she loves you and i won't i just will just like be a little bug in your ear anyway <laughs> <laughs> so today's episode um we're here with um Quetilla osario she is the founder and executive director at Urban Perinatal Education Center. Um, she, holy moly, was, first of all, she's so smart.
0: Very smart.
1: So smart, but in a way that doesn't. And, and
0: somehow has like 90 hours in a day. Literally. I don't really she, know how she gets everything done that she does. So but. she's
1: a, well, she's a semi-retired doula. She has her her center she also has a farm Mm -hmm. that's what is it it's like um it's like approved to sell like it's a yeah it's a a licensed
0: uh urban farm
1: yes thank you so she does so many things she's so smart but and has
0: five kids
1: five children yes crazy and she and and
0: and she fosters
1: and she has animals like pets animals this Quatia is literally like, we, the thing that's depressing uh, about this I is that we busy. all have the same hours in a day as she does, but somehow she's changing communities. She's building up people. She's making vegetables. What?
0: And was also convinced that she was not going to do well on this podcast and then knocked just it ripped.
1: Out of, knocked it out of the park. Um, my favorite thing about, our talk with her was all the things, like how smart she is. But like I, I, because she's a doula, because she works in perinatal care. So what that means, just so the listener knows, because I did not know, is basically like from preconception to conception to pregnancy to labor to after labor. Yeah, so postpartum, it's, though, it's like right. the full gambit of child's production sure sure we'll call it that
0: <laughs> i don't know we'll if that's the technical that. term but it works for me it
1: works um so i was very i told her you know i don't have any kids and i'm not very familiar with any of this stuff and i literally know nothing and am not educated in this at all and the way she like described things to me and explained to both of us like she just did it in such a like not intimidating way and i like really appreciated that because it was like some of the things were mind-blowing that she was mm. talking about and how important it is that like People who have children, moms, dads, communities that are taking care of kids, whatever. It, like how important it is for them to one like trust their healthcare system, advocate for themselves, and get attention and care like after a baby is born because like that's like so hard bringing some rando stranger that cries all the time into your house. What the yeah. hell!
0: It's, Imagine it's not easy.
1: No, it's not. In the best
0: of circumstances, it's not easy. So
1: no, so. Um, Quatia really like prides herself in taking care of the community in that way, and I think she does like a an unbelievable job. Um, yeah,
0: and I don't think uh, this is a very um, uh, necessary intro because I don't think we introduce her at all. I don't we, think Because so we, d- I kind of just started recording in the middle of the conversation, and we also just refer to her as Q through most.
1: Of yeah, it. so she um, Q is like her nickname. She goes by Q um, or or Quatia, whatever. I, I always ask beforehand and she said Q's good. Um, but yeah, we like once she was like, I'm gonna be so bad at this. And we we're like, sit down, let's like just start talking. And then once that started, we just like couldn't be stopped.
0: Yeah, so I just had to hit record.
1: We had so many like cool things to talk about. And yeah, I was just like really happy to have her on. I feel like she's um she's just like really to me, I've never met anyone like her. I've never met anyone who does what she does. And so it was just like so impressive that she's like and she has, like, amazing plans for the future. And, oh, my God, I'm just obsessed.
0: Yeah, it was, I mean, they're all pretty fun. But it was yeah, a, yeah. it was an especially fun um, conversation to have. I think it'll be a fun listen for everybody. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, enjoy the episode. Enjoy! Uh, and don't forget to check out our sponsor, uh, Pepito Opportunity Connection at POCfoundation.com. And keep your ear out for our uh, party Party, plans. party,
1: party, party. It's coming, I swear, guys. It's coming. It'll be sometime in April.
0: Yes, the the party will be sometime in April. Um it's obviously going to be in Providence because yeah. our who to watch is a Providence-based um uh, article. Yeah. And um just, you know, keep an ear out, look at our magazines. We'll we'll make sure you know about it.
1: Speaking of parties, maybe we should plug our Leading Ladies party coming up.
0: We do have a Leading Ladies party coming up. That's right.
1: We the eventbrite is not out yet, but mark your calendars. It's for March 23rd. It's going to be at A Loft aloft providence is like so freaking cute i love it there it's like this beautiful like loungy jazzy cool vibe and guess nick i'm gonna give you one guess who is gonna be performing there
0: whitney houston no better
1: better well i don't want to say better (laughs) whitney houston is an icon lay it on me but i would say better in the term of local talent alexis lee who i'm also obsessed with
0: and who is uh, uh, was on our show was on our podcast yeah. so
1: it's gonna be cool we'll let you know when the event bright is up and you can buy tickets and um, uh,
0: keep your eye out uh, so it will go up um, in the next few weeks yeah. uh, to buy tickets the tickets are limited um, and uh, it'll be a lot of fun there's so, so much going on guys out.
1: there's so much happening <laughs> <laughs> oh well, boy <laughs> thanks everybody for
0: listening um, and I hope you enjoyed the episode
2: touching all the way through. I gotcha. see. Yeah. That's crazy. Not really. It's how you got here.
1: I know it's, I know it's how you got here, but it's crazy that I'm just now learning that that's what, one, that that's what that means. You like have that, really
2: trash sex ed in school.
1: I think so, yeah. It's really bad. Now that I'm like 31 Absolutely. years old and like I am somewhat aware of things, I'm like, wow. Yeah.
2: Like, you You very us, quickly learned all the parts of a male, but you definitely <laughs> did not learn all the parts of a female. I'm still learning. We did.
0: We did both, and then, but it was like one day. It was like, okay, here's everything. And then they're like, and here's all the sexually transmitted diseases you can get. Yeah, you're going to die. You're yeah. going yeah. like, to die. Be afraid. Yeah. Be, very afraid. Like, be very afraid. Be
2: very afraid. afraid. And now we have everything. like this new generation that like anything that walks, we're down for whatever. Yeah. Not, no one's afraid <laughs> of
0: anything. <laughs> and then they made us watch like The Miracle of Life, which was oh like from like God. the 80s. And oh it was just a, a a birth. We just oh, watch wow. the birth. Happen. And it's probably an aggressive one. <laughs> was, I always yeah, put it <laughs> Yeah.
2: So before I retired as a doula, I put people on to like melanated at Birth, which mm. is the an Instagram. And it's like black birth work, but in like okay. water yeah. and in people's homes.
1: And it's much more
2: and so gentle. And so like mm. there's beautiful videos yeah. of literally like people's kids climbing in the tub to catch their siblings because you oh normalize God. it as part yeah. of life like yeah. Yeah.
1: that's very cool yeah
2: like they, they you know they like rub their mom's head in between moaning oh my and God. it just it's a holistic like you know birth is a natural mm-hmm. process it's not um an institution or episode that needs medical condition yeah which is what we've kind of done yeah. it.
1: and i think in general like all a lot of things have been not romantic what's the opposite of romanticized like dramatized. I guess dramatized.
2: Is dramatized the word, Nick?
1: Dramatized. Nick, look what at it, it.
3: If it, if <laughs> if it, it isn't, it. it is
1: now. Google <laughs> well, it. Like dramatized everything, right? Like like even like a labor. Most, I mean, I know that there are instances where labor can be very intense. And or then, it can be very quiet. Oh, but like it's more, you know, there's so more. There's much more to it. There's more. Way more. There's way more experiences and there's way more things to do. Um, Like I've told you and I, the. The listeners already know that I don't have any kids, so I don't. I've and that's never ex- also perfectly normal. That's so perfectly you just normal. become like the
2: community auntie. I am which is auntie. Which is still like a mothering type role because there's other areas that you respond to.
1: And there's other, what I found that I liked about being a community auntie is mm-hmm. like not only am, am, can I be a cool person for the kids, I feel like I can be a cool person for the parents.
2: I think people forget know? that they're still a person in addition to this new yeah, role totally. of like. Being mother a mom, or, dad, or dad or yeah, yeah it's like, you're still who you were prior to giving birth yes. and you really we hear that a lot about like people feel lonely mm. because like you know their friends who either don't have kids or aren't interested in having children kind of don't want to hang with them but yeah. it's kind of like if every time you show up you want to talk about what your kid did but you don't want to talk about what you did the conversation does get a little boring yeah, yeah. i don't want to know like what like you know it like is, jen the mom did really- i want to know what jen did or yeah. what jen's interested in and totally. th- it kind of just dissolves and yeah, then it I'm, does uh, make it awkward i'm yeah. on the
0: opposite side of that like almost all of my friends are married and having kids so and i'm and like uncle. one of the only like two or three of us that like aren't <laughs> and like and i do i have two nephews and yeah i'll be the perpetual uncle i'm very happy to be yeah, yeah. I like it, it's yeah. fun
1: i like it i i i i like i i hate to say this because i think kids are cool like kids are cool but also i do not like kids like that's okay in general like i love the kids that i'm around because Mm -hmm. i love them and i love that like i've been with them since they were little and whatever but i i i like being around the kids that i can like talk to their parents and help them and i I think i get more joy and then give them back when you're done with them than like the actual kid hanging out like i'm like like my friend it's a long bed
2: it's, it's like 18 years or so they, wait, they tell you that, but then, then like they keep coming back and they then back. they procreate and they bring their children. And then now you're like in this <laughs> mother <laughs> level two of, role and you're you like, know. wait, I just, I, I don't want to do years. this. I 18
1: years. Yeah. I'm having yeah, no. a bit
2: of a complex. I have five children.
1: I in the, in the article I saw 4 so 5.
2: I have 5. That's wow. yes. Very awesome. I have 20, 18, 17, 11 and 10. Wow. Yeah, wow. and and I'm kind of tapped out. Mm. I like my yeah, daughter don't blame you. my number 3 turning 18. Wow. I'm kind of like I don't want to do this parenting thing anymore. I don't know. Um but I'm also a nature non nurture. Parent, okay. so I'm kind of the like, hey, don't do that. You can get hurt. Oh, look, you fell. You see what happens? <laughs> yeah, These you are the got consequences her. of your actions. That's a good you know? way to be,
1: though, because then when they when kids go into the quote unquote real world, it's not like
2: they they've already been faced with some.
0: Well, that was also how like, of, like I mean, um, even up until I think they maybe, call it
2: they call it like the free child or like wild child or free but child. That, that now, was but just it, what, it it always what it is. What it is exactly. I was
0: like a latchkey kid
2: exactly and, you know, me too
0: i learned my own lessons and you know my mom was a single mom and she worked when i got home from school and we let ourselves in and we you know yeah,
2: yeah it was Cooked crazy i was in like second grade and one of my friends from school like would make full course dinner meals i thought she was the coolest person in the world like your like, friend <laughs> did it my friend <laughs> like cool. she would she would like fry chicken oh and she made like big macaroni and cheese oh like, like she just came home and like would cook a meal and her wow. mom worked like two jobs and like yep. really long hours and yeah. i Thought it was fascinating. I thought yeah. she was the most fascinating person in the world because I was like wow. Like I this mean I cool. was I had dishes and stuff like yeah, that. But it. I wasn't like doing open flame food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like she just was so awesome. I'm like wow like not only do you like come in and like take care of your siblings yeah. but like you also cook dinner That's you know crazy. more than just like Kool-Aid. I was gonna say yeah. I could
1: I was like the pro because my mom also a single mom she worked um like as a bartender at night and I was like the pro at Minute Rice. My Minute Rice, I didn't need a measuring cup. I didn't need <laughs> nothing. Yeah. I could just do it. I could eye it. And it was the best. I'm telling you but it was no open flame. It was microwave
2: only. Oh, okay.
1: Open flame That's all right. when I was a, you know, in in middle school it was kinda of scary. Yeah. And I'm like knowing me. I'm very clumsy. I
2: also think like it's such an American mindset that we want to like curate independent people and independent thinkers, but like we just have this overbearing need to be like everything could be a danger. Yeah. My son went on a trip to Japan and he was like fascinated that these like kindergartners just get on a train and go to school. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, this so like they're like real life yeah. anime. And he's yeah, like, No ma, it's yeah. like real life anime. Like they just get on and go.
3: Yeah.
2: Um and I'm like, yeah, and I'm just like <laughs> What is with these lazy American children? Like they don't go out, they don't hunt, they don't work five miles to bring home water. (laughs) No. They don't like wash dish like they don't wash clothes on the side of a stream and beat it across a rock. Like, what are these kids even doing? Like or
0: even just as simple as like, so when I was a kid and you know it's pre-cell phone, and you know, we'd just get on our bikes and we'd come home at six or seven o'clock. Yeah, and we were just nobody knew where the we were. The sun was
3: your clock.
2: <laughs> yeah, we exactly. Were just out when the streetlights had be home before the streetlights yeah, come exactly. home. Yeah, the and sun
1: was starting to go down. You knew you had to go home.
2: Yeah, and it was one of those weird things. Like you had to call the friend who lived close to you that actually had a telephone because, like, not everyone <laughs> yes, had a phone line. Yeah, yeah, So you would like have to memorize so many phone oh numbers in God. your head, or you would like run to the store and be like, "I need to call home," or yeah. use the payphone. And you would yeah. call collect and be like, "Hi, mom. Over at my friend's house. I'm gonna be home before six o'clock. Okay, love you. Bye." <laughs>
0: <laughs> the and only numbers i still remember are the ones that haven't changed since before i got yeah. a cell phone i remember like my i have a few that are like my friends that have had the same cell like they had cell phones before me and they have had the same cell phone number since they first got one wow. and i still remember their that numbers or like impressive. our house number you and they're then, hardwired yeah they're, like hardwired it. in nothing new i don't remember any new numbers yeah all right period. speaking
1: about like kids and growing up q where did you grow up
2: Providence. Yeah,
1: I'm Providence, Providence born and raised. That's yeah, I
2: grew up on Southside Providence okay. and spent most of my childhood on the West End. Yeah. Um and yeah, and then we like we moved to Warwick for a little bit of a mm-hmm. stint, we moved back to Prov Well, I moved back to, to Providence. Mm. Um I was raised by my grandma, who okay. if you saw any of the photos on our website, um, my clinic is actually named after my grandma and so yeah I lived that's with her crazy. I graduated from like Feinstein High School I yeah. graduated from Bryant University so wow, I'm definitely amazing. a full-fledged Rhode Islander. You're a
1: Rhode Islander. Yeah
2: yeah. my house is on the north end of Providence which is like a little different. It's little not different. as fun as the south side or the west end but
1: that's, yeah, I'm, I'm it's sure okay. I'm sure you make it fun
2: though. No I'm no. very I'm a very boring neighbor um, <laughs> I kind of no, like that. Yeah I, that's be all right. I can be boring. It's fun
1: within being boring Yeah well also
2: my farm farming like I have an urban homestead farm and so i spent a lot of time yeah. on the farm like during pre like pre-farm season and farming season so can you that's really cool that i was bit? just
0: gonna say i want to know a little bit more about let me that. tell
2: you it's almost magical um it sounds like i'm it. like i think it's called a bibliophile so i love books mm, and yes. you know how books can transport you anywhere oh, yeah. Yeah. and so like um secret garden was like one of those awesome oh, books and i feel that way every time i open up my <gasps> back door because oh. it's like in the spring, whenever well, in the spring, summer for sp- summer, because for you know summer. we have we have tween seasons here. Yeah, already. yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I open up my back door, yeah. like, and I have my chickens, <gasps> and I have my giant high tunnel. Oh my god! And like everything is like blooming, That's and so fun. I feel like the city almost kind of disappears <laughs> in my backyard, mm. especially when everything is like in super full bloom. Because yeah. like the butterflies, the dragonflies, the birds are chirping. Wow. It's just really magical back you, there. How does one get into this? I don't know. Um, it just slowly builds over time. It just kind of happens. Like, yeah. you start off with, like, oh, I'm going to do a small garden bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, so I had I started off with, like, two garden beds on yeah. the left-hand side of, like, our backyard. Yeah. and. Then it went to four, oh. and then it went to twelve, wow. and then the high tunnel went in. Then it in, took over, and then the chicken coop went in. May have slightly built a small orchard. Oh my
1: god! Then I
2: brought in some sheds. Um, I think it took a little while before my husband was like, where's my backyard?" <laughs> I was like, oh, we now have like a front yard, which is only like a stripper gl- of grass. Yeah. Anyways, but I'm just like, yeah, he's like, like he was there during the process, but I also like my husband doesn't like had like the same visionaries. Yeah. He's a he's a snapshot. I'm a panoramic. As, I that's love how that. I describe it. That's there really good. Way to and so he was there it. for like the moment of like, oh, like gardening. He's like, oh, that you know, I bring nice. a couple cucumbers. Like yeah. that's cute. That's yeah. cute. And then when I had him out there measuring like the high tunnel, because I had registered to be a USDA farmer, I had taken um, a program at some point um with my friend Georgina Sarapong mm-hmm. she was running this course on urban facts and it talked about not enough urban farmers like USDA registered urban farmers and I happened to go to that meeting because she yeah. was like oh you should come we don't really get a lot of like turnout and I was like yeah let me go like support my friend next thing I know like you I'm at farm, farm service <laughs> agency in Warwick I'm like asking questions and signing papers and then I get yeah. stamped and like I'm a registered You're USDA a farmer. farmer and at the time I think on the list was only like, 13 USDA black farmers wow. and so I was like yay now i'm in that count like yeah. there's one more yeah. um, what does that
0: like entitle you to be able to do by being so registered?
2: i'm a commercial farmer so um but i'm also not a typical commercial farmer i consider myself a disruptor of the I supposed urban ag system yeah. um because varmin is really expensive it like unless you what what kind of language can we say in this you podcast? Whatever, whatever you want. Language unless you want. you're like on the government titty like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you really it's really hard Mm -hmm. to farm like it takes like a long season like grow your carrots Mm -hmm. and then like you spend all this money on like soil remediations or amendments a ton of water you get like the small pound of like measly carrots and then someone's like Three dollars. You're like, what? Mm. Like, yeah, that's. Sad. And so when you think about like your local farmers, like how much work really goes into it, they have to be subsidized by yeah. the government in order to exist. And yeah. then, you know, if you need to do processing, that's like getting more equipment, storage. Yeah. So there really is no infrastructure for urban ag. So when I first began, it was like. We grew a ton of food like one year and it was great. I do um grab a bag sales. Oh, cool. And so they're twelve dollars a bag, really aimed at like trying to bring in like like that food lack within the community yep. as mm-hmm. far as like availability. Yeah. Um I'm a direct to consumer farmer. I don't farm food. at Farmer market farmer oh, markets. Um wow. so you come straight to my house, oh, actually. Cool. Yeah, you come to my house. Um I have like a little machine or whatever, and I open my magical gate and you come in to my beautiful Your like farm. Garden. Yeah. And I hand you, like, some scissors or a knife, yeah. and I'm like, fill up your bag.
1: Wow. Um, that's amazing. It is, be- cool.
2: because it also gives people, like, the opportunity to see what they could do.
1: Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Like, yeah. you would never think that, like, anywhere in Providence, whether you're on the south side, the west end, the east, wherever, any sort of, like, urban area that you could, like, have a whole... Ass farm
2: no that is not true if you grew up on the south side or the yeah. west end yeah um you probably was very much in a latin slash asian slash black slash african community yeah. so this is like all the food that you ate you would go to a friend's house and they literally would have like buckets p- of planting? plants like everywhere mm-hmm. like all my asian friends okay. had a ton of food like growing in their house outside their house yeah. spanish communities yeah. in their house outside yeah. so you're kind of used to it like okay. i literally would go summers the whole Remember when we were talking about being out when the lights went off? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would eat the entire time I was outdoors because um, everyone usually had a pear planting. tree yep. or oh, cool. a grapevine hanging mm-hmm. over. And so you spent the day walking through someone's yard, eating food and leaving. So you funny. know what's really
0: funny is I grew up in like, so like the North Smithfield, Burrillville, Woonsocket mm-hmm. area, which North Smithfield, Burville has a lot of land. There's mm-hmm. quite a bit of farming in Burville. Um We didn't have shit like that.
2: It's, cr- it's I I told you, I'm just like, I'm like, everyone knew someone who would come over and they would bring you food or like before the, the whole chicken ordinance went down, like. It was not strange to see someone's like kid running down the street chasing after a goat, yeah. or oh, like feel like that was so normal. You can't or have herring, a rooster herring roosters. Right? Well, that was until somebody yeah. put the ordinance in. But there were roosters. Like people had roosters. People had yeah. chickens in the inner city, because we are a community that comes from like places that are refugees, yeah. or they're seeking asylum, and they bring their community into With, our community. Yeah. So it was normal for there to always be food. Actually, when I went to the north, and I was kind of surprised at the lack of. There wasn't. Fent grabbing grub yeah. I was like so no one over here has like a p- pear tree or mm. like there was no food in front of people's houses and it yeah. didn't really seem like there was this organic community of farming that I had like when I lived on the west end so
0: I mean it would be and I would assume like maybe this is kind of part of what it was um, in south side, but like really everybody just needs to grow one thing. Like, if everybody – like, if it's kind of shareable and everybody's, like, good at one thing or have enough room for it, like, if you're the one that grows the pears or you're the one that grows the whatever, green beans or cucumbers or potatoes or – and then everybody just kind of Well, a lot of people
2: brought in, like, their own cultural food from their community. So, Mm. that's what they – like, they had to go through that testing period of being, like, will this grow here in the United States and, like – you know that the type of variant. Yeah, yeah, dealing with the city soil. I think that was a really big issue too, because you know lead is not well known in other countries. So we know that there's been that decimation when like mm-hmm. having lead property and people growing yeah. their own crops, because that's how you live. Yeah, yeah. You grow your food. Like yeah. that's normal for them. Yeah. Um. But not being aware that the soil could be dangerous, and that's mm-hmm. actually one of my most expensive, um, products is. I bring soil in every year. My seeds are started in soil that's brought in. You do like the above ground boxes? I do the above ground boxes. um, And you have to replenish it because, you know, it just kind of like settles in. And Mm -hmm. so it's like $500 a bag every year. So, yeah, I'm definitely one of those people who's like... You know, food insecurity to me has always been deep freezers and generators. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. food acquisition is being able to acquire the food. Mm -hmm. But when you talk about securing the food, like teaching people how to can, teaching people how to like make bread, teaching people how to grind corn into like Flint so that they can make tortillas or they can make food. Like, to me, that is addressing food Mm -hmm. security. Um, Giving people the information. Giving people the information and creating spaces in a community so that they can do that. Right. Like you go to a local Open commercial kitchen Mm. and you're able to like ground up your own stuff, Uh, you know, store it, seal it, whatever, or like use the stove or, you know, use the pressure cooker. Pressurize your stuff, and then like mm. take it home, and you take know. It home. Yeah. And so then you have food all season long. Yeah. yeah, but that doesn't seem to be how Rhode Island addresses no, it, well, food security. Here. You had
0: mentioned uh it was just kind of part of a, a separate thing, but something about like you know kids don't hunt and we don't do these. But like the southern communities and you know even just a little more country communities outside of Rhode Island, honestly,
2: even in um, Rhode Island, you'd yeah, be surprised of how like the northern areas like they do. The, my friend's son did a survivor class and he yeah. like hunted deer and stuff, and he was like oh nine or ten at the time. I was like, great job. Yeah,
0: yeah, and people that That's that cool. hunt, it tends to build out from there. Like mm-hmm. they'll also start planting, and they'll also start like you know how to can and you know how to dry and you know how to do all these or things. Forage so you're to and preserve three hundred pounds of meat, and you don't and you don't <laughs> yeah. you don't waste. You know, there's yeah. that
2: there's that yeah. not it's as a, much wastefulness. Yeah. Like you eat almost Everything. every bit, or you know yes, how to use it. Now yeah. exactly. Yep. <laughs> Um, sorry, I'm a vegetarian. She's vegetarian. So whenever he says, so "Oh, I'm so you like eat it. screaming creatures?" because when the high decibels of the plants is so loud that human ears can't detect it, so you're just chomping on something that's screaming as a living.
0: Well, I I brought up this stuff to her before, and she hates it.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, just want to let you know, you're still eating something that you know was I'm living still and alive eating. and I that's totally, screaming the entire time you're chewing on it. I I. Okay, In I the do, chemical
0: conversations that they have. Oh, trees I and know.
2: Stuff? Especially because I don't like, eat the, trees. the air is poisoned. The water's poisoned. The soil's poisoned. And so, like, how do we really frame healthy in this country?
1: Oh, wait, I'm not doing it for health. Oh. I'm doing it because I just... Okay, this is going to sound so stupid, especially because you're... No such Clearly no. very smart, and you tunic Nick, about screaming vegetables and snout to <laughs> nose or whatever you just said. It is a funny mm-hmm. thing to um, say. But I just, like... I really love animals so much, and I think that they're like, and I grew but up. But you don't love plants? I do love plants. I How can you not love plants as much as you love animals? Though. But I love plants in a way that's different. You can eat
2: them? I can eat them.
1: Because, yeah. like, I have, like, cats, and I know cats. They don't have, they I, I don't don't have I, eyes and eyelashes I know and I know I don't and... eat my cats, obviously,
2: I but. <gasps> no.
0: You know what's really funny? Is I mean, there's mean,
2: it's, it's meat. They're so cute. You know when you there's think about a... it, like, if you look at a cow, like, yeah. you wouldn't really want to eat something, like like a cow but if like you look at it like an animal that's kind of cute mm-hmm. you want to eat it it would be easier to eat a cute animal than an ugly animal like have you seen a chicken <laughs> chickens are so ugly <laughs> well they're they're more funny like you know as a as someone who has chickens yeah looking at them you're kind of like i can't believe that like we eat descendants we of dinosaurs yeah um
0: yeah they are little it, dinosaurs they are little yeah.
2: dinosaurs yeah. but if you really so look freaking. at them Ew. They're gross. Yeah. Well, there's a
0: there's a thing with. Um, oh, I know.
2: Have you seen the. Ch- what is it? Ch- turkey? It's a ch- like a chicken turkey <laughs> mix. Oh, it's like a hybrid? <laughs> it is a hybrid. Oh, no. Yeah. No, no, no. no there's no. a
0: theory that like. So it's, uh, you know, people talking about like veganism, vegetarianism versus people who eat meat. And the theory is um it goes one of two ways. It's either fur, but fur is a little too uh, wide reaching. Mm-hmm. It's eyelashes. Oh, no. If no. something If something has eyelashes, people don't want to eat it. Like a, a a cow, it's expressive. A yeah. cow, a deer, things they that smile. have eyelashes. Yeah. yeah. It's, that's like I mean, not, where people draw the line. We
2: like, should put a bunch of googly eyes and lashes on her salad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like, and
1: I also, it, it doesn't bother me when people eat. My husband eats meat. Like it does, that doesn't bother me at all. It's just, and I'm not someone who like, I'm not skeeved out by it. He doesn't right? like,
0: proselytize about it either. Yeah, and I'm not
1: like like oh you can't cook like my something in the same day i just would prefer not to that's like, fine i just don't want mm-hmm. it yeah it just makes me sad. and at least you don't yuck no one's yum i don't yeah. that's my biggest thing i don't yuck anybody's yum yeah unless it's something like really, girl i'm just kidding <laughs> I, just, I don't do that um but what so you have this beautiful farm i do what is like your favorite thing to grow or what's been your most proudest thing to grow
2: um oh my gosh so it took me like four years to grow tomatoes
1: oh come? um
2: it wasn't even so much a tomato like my tomatoes wouldn't turn red Ah. um and the year that oh. i was just was like f these tomatoes man like i buy these i bought starters i bought it, i grew from seed yep. and they would grow they would get green yep. and no they weren't green tomatoes for people they like, well, you grew green tomatoes. no they, they were supposed to turn red they and red they just tomatoes. didn't um and the year that i just let them grow they would just fall off the vine yeah
0: is it like an iron content i don't or know what like it
2: was but i think like this is where like your chemistry comes in as far as like testing out your soil so i do my soil testing to make sure that it doesn't have high lead levels mm-hmm. but uh. i wasn't really like into the whole you know Alkaline? Do I have enough phosphate? Do I have enough sodium? I wasn't really that deep into it enough. And so one year I just let it rest. I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to grow tomatoes. So I really focused hard on growing cucumbers that year. And I grew some awesome cucumbers. And surprise, surprise. Your tomatoes. These tomatoes just grew because I used to just let the tomatoes fall off the vine. They already have seeds. Mm -hmm. So they self-sprouted and they turned green. And ever since then I've been able to, I mean, they turned red. And ever since then I've been able to grow red tomatoes. It wasn't anything that I did. I think it just happens. And I think like that's what I love about farming is the humility of it. Like I can never make a seed sprout. It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. how much I want it to. That seed will sprout if the environment is healthy and if the seed chooses to sprout. And that's how I approach even like the work that I do in prenatal healthcare. Like I'm I'm not here to choose a path for you, but I'm here to make sure you have all the information so that that you can make what you feel is the most informed choice. choice. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like if I can do everything and the seed grows great Mm -hmm. thank you you know thank you for growing but you're not obligated to grow because you know i did this thing for you yeah
1: yeah they have to well it's funny when you were saying that and this could be something that like i've only heard in the movies or you know from some weird resources but a lot of times they say or i've heard that if someone is having a hard time getting pregnant and they're doing a lot of stuff they're super stressed out everything's really like all these the second they stop trying (laughs) yeah the second that like that they're like okay i'm over it a lot of times well not a lot of times but sometimes yeah because
2: you're actually holding like the stress within your body like you're stressed out you're going about it in a way that very transactional yeah um so like when i was trying to conceive um number four it was really hard because Mm. it was just like we're trying, like, we're peeing on so many sticks. Yeah. I should have bought hmm. stock in them damn sticks. <laughs> um, trying to wait for the smiley face yep. that says, like, congratulations, you're ovulating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was in a trying to conceive board. And one of the people was like, in case no one ever told you, you can ovulate at various points of the day. And so it was like the first morning pee. Oh my god! You wasn't getting a smiley face. You yeah. really only have like forty eight so hours to conceive so a month. And yeah. I was only doing it exactly how the box did it. After eating this post, I was like, I'm gonna try one of these sticks. It was like two p.m. Yeah. in the afternoon, yeah. and I got my first smiley face. Wow! So of course, you know, like my husband, he kind of works for the government. And I was yeah. like, you need to leave right <laughs> now. You need to come on right now. You take I your lunch ovulating. break. Ovulating. <laughs> I am ovulating. <laughs> we need um, to get going. Yeah, we need to. I'm like, we need to come on, you know, and it just was crazy. Like it yeah. goes into this manic thing of like trying to replicate your own DNA. Yeah, and yeah. it was really crazy because I had never planned on having children. It's which is why really? it's so relatable. Yeah, and you have
3: five.
2: I have five. They say if you want to make pl- if you want to make God laugh, make plans. And I had planned to be an international lawyer wow. and to live in Europe. Okay, and I was going to take my vacations on the off time of accounting season. Yeah, because um, I had a, I studied accounting and I was going to live in a small cottage um in New Zealand, oh like Xeno Warrior Princess and that's how I was going to become a parent like never okay. like birthing from my my body but like yeah. birthing from my heart yeah um none of that happened though I am no. a foster parent
1: oh,
3: wow. um
2: Amazing. yeah it just didn't happen happen that way
1: no you ha- you are you have five kids One's foster
2: I had five kids, and I'm a foster parent, so I'm a reunification oh, foster okay. parent. Okay. Yeah. So
1: that's that from what you thought was going to happen to what actually happened. That's w- it's so a good.
0: huge that's pivot. I don't different. have
2: any kids
0: or a farm, and I feel like I'm too busy. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> and starting Where, a where's all this perinatal <laughs> yeah, center? That's like crazy. Oh my gosh! So you know, like our one year anniversary. Is officially coming up oh from God. purchasing oh. the building, That's right? Crazy. I know. So February twenty second, oh two thousand twenty two, is when we purchased our building, but we Holy filed our nonprofit molly. February twenty second, two thousand twenty
1: one. Okay, so three years of the of the nonprofit and then one year of the of the building. No,
2: like one year of the nonprofit in one year at the building sorry
1: i'm really bad at math it's okay. i swear i heard i heard too i'm sorry i'm so yeah sorry. so Don't we started in me.
2: 2021 oh my um God. and and like we that's when it happened so this will be our second year of like the nonprofit profit yeah. in year one of the building
0: okay wow. yeah, yeah two years nonprofit. one okay, year okay, building okay, okay. okay there you okay, go. There we go yeah you okay, have okay. that over here
2: yep that's and so amazing. i mean it really was especially because like is my- that by design
0: that mm- you did it on the same day or did it just happen to be let bad. me
2: tell you when the date funny. for the closing kind of came up, I was like, "Can we choose the 22nd? <gasps> yeah, I love that.
0: that's fine.
2: And two, it just two two two, two. and of know. course it's Black Excellence Month, which yes. made it even there more profound. Go. I love that. Yeah, and
1: wait, we're in twenty twenty three, so you yeah. were two 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 two.
2: I was two two, two 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 two. Yeah, yeah, and it started two 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 one. That's amazing. Yeah,
1: that's incredible.
2: Yeah, it, it was. I think it was almost like unrealistic it feels a little unrealistic but it just makes you you know kind of like you're able to eat it impossible once it's done yeah. like you just did it the entire time that I was going through it like we went through like seven properties mm. um at the, even when like even like the way the donors came in, I'm gonna give a shout-out to our donors because our, our donors were out of state donors. Like they don't even know me. Interesting. Um, they believed in you. Yeah, they like really believed in the work that I did, which is really based off of seven years of like me being a doula out in community yeah. and doing community-based maternal health work. Um and then really the nonprofit is like kind of like the culmination of all my years of doing community-based maternal child health. Yeah. And seeing it off because you know eventually you have to move on and so this is me establishing the foundation for succession so that when i move on yeah um and it's a beautiful thing because we get to leave back an entire building fully paid um and you know black owned black led um to the community changing
1: a lot of lives oh my gosh in the community let me tell you
2: so like A week ago, we do childbirth ed. We do a five series part childbirth ed. So pregnancy, birth, postpartum, lactation, and newborn. This
1: is like a pregnant person would take this. A pregnant person would come and take
2: this class. And um, they had taken... like three of our five parts and it was coming in for the class and they are seven to nine classes, the most popular. And yeah. we aimed our classes to be available when oftentimes other childbirth classes and community were never available. Yeah. So we have classes in the hospital. Um, and then we have a couple on and off people who do childbirth ed, like as, but no one was doing like a seven to nine class. They would either yeah. do weekend, you know, classes, but like who wants to use their weekend to go to childbirth ed? Yeah. So we and a decided. A lot
1: of people work like retail exactly. or it's jobs that you have to work on weekends. Yes. But you so, need more availability. Am I exactly. giving up my tips?
0: On no, Saturday? exactly. Yeah. That's crazy. That's
2: the best so we do, and we definitely wasn't going to interfere with Thirsty Thursdays. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, so Tuesday, Friday, and Saturday are our childbirth classes, yep. and we do two classes, four to six and seven to nine. Oh, wow. And so she had been coming to her seven to nine class with her partner. Yeah. And, you know, she had had an appointment she goes I want to tell you about this appointment I had and I was like well go ahead tell me all about this appointment and she says they had asked her to do some genetic testing and she had remembered from one of the classes about the testing yeah and to remember to use the brain um which is like you know what are the benefits what are the risks yeah. asking the questions and yeah. what if what if you'd make no decision at all right yeah um and so she utilized it And she really felt like she was so happy. She really felt like she was empowered because she asked the question, well, what happens if I take this test? Well, what are the risks if I take this test? What if I don't take this test? You know, she was choosing the path. She was choosing her own path. Mm -hmm. She was advocating for herself. She was you know gathering information so she can make the most informed decision yep. and she felt she made it for herself and she was that's so amazing. proud and she yeah, was like awesome. if i didn't take this
1: class and you're helping people make feel empowered to do that well, and exactly
0: if you, if you don't doctors will just send you down the path that they want you to take.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean it, Most it's people really will like, just like okay. oh, do this <laughs> testing and you know and do this and like some people ask questions and they will be like, "Oh, you know, the response is like, oh, for the safety of your baby." And yep. like that's just not a sufficient answer anymore. Yep. It's kind of like it's a very dismissive answer, especially yeah. if someone is really anxious mm. um about it and yeah. people are scared to like address the anxiety, which is why we like we see a lot of people turning to social media I was just um, gonna for say information. That. Yeah. yeah, and so you want to give them the information, you want to back it up with evidence-based mm-hmm. data you want to give them the research articles on it so that they can say okay like i really feel good about this and we yeah. always tell people like, after class like you can like purchase a book from us mm-hmm. you can take the book home you can research it look up the articles yep. do a deep dive so that you feel so the information that you're receiving helps you to make the best choice yeah. and just to
0: jump in because i don't think we've said it yet the actual name oh. <laughs> of the organization is our journey right no, no um this
2: is the urban perinatal education center oh, okay yeah it's I,
0: not all kind of wrapped into the same thing it's is it? all
2: it's you know what because our journey is where I started. Oh, okay. And then okay. One, okay. our journey does like the profession development. So I do like the doula trainings with yep. our journey. Um, uh-huh. And then what what um, Urban Perinatal Education Center or UPEC is, is really where that workforce development yep. goes in. Okay. So you'll okay. train with our journey. Let's say you do your childbirth ed or your certified lactation educator or you're um, a doula. Uh-huh. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what we offer is opportunities for you to enhance okay. and be part of the actual workforce. So okay. you'll be a childbirth educator at the Urban Perinatal Education Center. Uh-huh. Oh,
0: so one's a training center for the actual Exactly.
2: And it kind of catapults you off into community. And we really are community-centric and community responsive. And so working with other community organizations, really focusing on grassroots. What is it that you're looking for? What is it that you need? And Mm -hmm. us responding to that. We don't make decisions for anyone. We give them the information. We ask, how is this the best way that we could serve you? And, you know, I did that for several years as a doula. I retired in May. I'm still trying to retire, but my repeat client <laughs> keep on getting pregnant they're like oh my god it's me been me like too. seven years since i've seen you i'm pregnant again and i'm just like You're i am like, just retired. went to retirement I'm they don't take no for an answer like they just keep on going with the conversation yeah. and then they're like yeah so i'll see you at my next appointment okay bye take care <laughs> well i feel like especially if you had like such a
1: based on even our interaction now but also what you've talked about about experiences with pregnancy and labor and delivering and all that stuff if you've had like a beautiful experience with someone and they Helped you like deliver this baby and it was incredible. Like I would, I would be so aggressive to get you
2: back. Yeah, they're so aggressive. Like I feel like you need to come. I'm sorry,
1: but I'm not. You've you've given
2: me the power to be empowered. I'm not. You're like, well, I'm retiring. They're like, well, that's cute,
0: but you're still gonna be working. (laughs) That's exactly what happened. (laughs) There was like, well, you
2: know what? You don't have to do the prenatals because you kind of gave us that. So I'll just see you at the birth, okay? And I'm like, "Um." ah. No. Yeah, so the hard part is also, like, trying to convince my husband sometimes, like, oh, so I know I retired from doula work, Uh, but I kind of got wrangled in going into a birth. And my husband's like... How much longer is this going to go on He's for? Like, we have plans. We have He's to like, go rake a like. Eventually, the, the people
0: I've already worked with will stop having kids at some point. Yeah, at some, yeah, <laughs> at, some maybe. P- at
2: some point they'll stop. You know, or maybe, maybe. like you know years later they like. Do you remember me? Do you remember this kid? Well, she's, she's having she's a baby, baby. now. Yeah. You're like, no, oh my God. I'm officially.
1: Or but doulas. maybe
0: by that point you'll be like, you know, I could do this again for a while. Yeah. Well, day, at that know? point
2: amazing. I'll actually be your provider, right? Because I'm in school for midwifery. So that's the crazy part of all of this has been like, in Building UPEC up, I was going to two. Colleges at the same time, and a
1: mother to five, and a mother to five, and and running a a farm, and running running a a diaper service. Jeez,
2: yeah, and doing doula trainings. Wow, it was like all happening simultaneously at the same time. Thank you. That's amazing. Um, But like, really, it's like I have. I tell people like I have. I'm considered what they now call neurodivergent, and Mm -hmm. I have hyperfocused ADHD. So, oh. when I'm in a project, nothing else matters, mm-hmm. exists.
1: You're like, This is what I'm doing. I'm,
2: yeah. So, like, as I moved from project to project, and I'm also task oriented. And so, mm-hmm. I definitely have like a project management lifestyle, which is why I'm able to maximize my time and get and things do so done. And so many things. And Nick would know because yeah. so many times I've had to cancel for the photo because yeah. I was like working and I was like, Oh, I'm supposed to be smart. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, crap. <laughs> that that's the only, right. that's kind of like, you know, the downside of it is like mm-hmm. when you're really in it, like, you know, you're in it. And like, mm-hmm. you, you know, you have to like take a breather, but you go all day like you won't eat uh, go you to, need to the bathroom to, nothing you just, just like to have focused. a conversation with
1: my husband because you just like what you just described yourself as is what he is
2: he's it's awesome so
1: focused he like cannot if he's doing something it's as if nothing else exists yeah you can't
2: have a conversation with it's us so it's, like we'll respond but we have no clue what you're talking about
1: yeah and i'll be like hello hello can yeah. you come here for a minute you
2: kind of you kind of like learn like spouse who like auto response yeah, like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anytime. Yes. And they'd be like, remember what we was talking about? And you're no. like, nope. no. I have no recollection. Uh, I'm
0: pretty convinced that like I taught myself ways to get around it, but that if- when I was younger, I was tested for ADD mm-hmm. or ADHD. Mm-hmm. I would have been. I would have. Oh had it. yeah. 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 I, I? I, but I think I just taught myself kind of coping mechanisms. You do. You give yourself coping yeah.
2: skills mm-hmm. and mechanisms how to navigate through it. And yeah. so for me, yeah. like when people are just like, "That's kind of insane." Do you sleep? I have lovely days of sleep. Okay, I am I a supporter of the nap ministry. Yeah. Rest yeah. is restoration mm-hmm. and liberation mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I play video games. Okay. I watch anime. I love that. I have moments where I just like chill. Mm-hmm. I don't have enough though, but I kind of feel like um, this is considered my dainty bitch season, mm-hmm. so I'm going kind of slow, yeah. uh, but it also our first full year of UPAC and so we have a ton of events happening Coming in up? community oh my god I know I'm so excited my program manager is so over me I love you <laughs> Kiesler um but she is so over me because like, Stop. I'm just like we're doing this um birth workers retreat like Aww. this restoration retreat because you know the the burnout for birth workers like being at someone's 36 hour birth and then like going home and then having to be up for another prenatal yeah. client or you know running to do a home visit for a postpartum client yeah. or if you already have kids like also yeah. managing your kids <sighs> (sighs) you also work also going to your job right Mm -hmm. so all of that and like the burnout of sometimes when you're in hospital it's you know institutions having to fight sometimes with the staff i was so
0: i was just gonna ask i I always wanted to ask this question for somebody that's like a doula birth worker Mm -hmm. what have you um is there like when you go to because I know a lot of the time if you're at a hospital they're like no hospital employees only in this area mm-hmm. or, do they fight you at all in those situations? you know
2: honestly it give or take sometimes it's just like it's whoever the staff person is mm-hmm. like you have people who are so excited to be like oh my gosh this is so great that you have a doula I'm so happy that you yep. have the support and then other people you know they're kind of caught up in that ideology of like rolling their eyes or something like hierarchy like yeah. oh you have a doula yeah. well you know like let me assert my mm-hmm. authority for no necessary reason other yeah, than it. Yeah ego flex yeah, um, and course. they can kind of like make it difficult but then I also tell people like extend a little bit of grace right we we are in the middle of a short, uh, totally. nursing shortage yep. um, with the introduction of people being able to do telehealth care has allowed a lot of the nurses also to not be in combative hospital yep. situations yep. where like really bad administration yep. and so they've left you know and there are people there and so you might catch a snappy end of a nurse not just because like yeah, she's miserable and needs to hours. leave her <laughs> yeah, yeah She's miserable she to leave her yeah, job, but because totally. she's been there yeah. all day and probably like
1: barely ate, probably barely has been ate. dealing with a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and
2: she's still a person at the end of the day, and yeah. so trying to take it all in. I mean, it doesn't give anyone the right to disrespect you. It mm-hmm. also doesn't give you to, them the right to violate your childbirthing rights, and of you know, course. to bully you into compliance and coercion. Mm-hmm. But it does lean into like, hey, I'm not the reason, you know, for your bad day. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. new. Yeah. I'm here to support you. If anything, let's Dula work together. Is
1: support and be like, an and they advocate- do. Yeah. And so
2: the nurses who really get doula work, they're like, oh, great. I'm, yeah, I'm so, so glad. Happy you're here. They're like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, no problem. i so back. You I'm guys are good it, in here for a, a minute.
0: Right, I'll be back. Yeah.
2: And like, you know, and if you're, you know, once you're like, repeat of going into the hospital, like, you kind of, because you're there, like, doulas don't leave. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, when we're there, we're there with the partner and yeah. like, this is the only shift quote unquote shift change that the partner gets is like the doula yeah. mm-hmm. and so we operate like okay I'll do hip squeezes I'll do the circuits with them yeah. I'll walk the halls with them you go to sleep yeah. and then like you kind of switch off like okay yes. I'll sit in the chair for a little bit yeah. you know so that you can kind of get in there and and I always and tell there's people always someone with the there's moms. always somebody with the birthing person at yeah. all times yeah. and so that they're not left like oh you know my, my, uh, my partner fell asleep and it's yeah. like yeah because birth is long like dude we're about like, to do like 42 or, hours yeah. of labor <laughs> (laughs) sometimes and you know well i mean you think about it like you're going from like zero to like four or five centimeters like usually the longest it's like anywhere between like 14 to 18 hours you know and then you get into the hospital and there's a natural reaction like sometimes some people get in hospital and they're like relieved like finally i'm here their body loosens up and like it flows and then sometimes it's like the The fear yeah the fear amounts in and it it makes it really hard and then we're also kind of like we're stepping into their territory like they have a certain culture of Mm -hmm. how they do things and here comes someone who's not part of the hospital system completely like champion this person no matter what they want and sometimes people feel like oh do you think you can like convince your client to do and I'm like absolutely not there's no way like can I convince you to listen to my client how about that that's the better that's probably like like the, way it's the supposed to, yeah, yeah. But you know, people have a certain. Cl- this is the way we've always done things, yeah. so we're also running up against that. Is like, this is the way we've always done. And I'm just like, yeah. But look at your outcomes are dismal, right? Yeah, like when we look at great. the black maternal health rate, yeah. the outcomes are horrendous. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we're trying to be part of that solution, and it's multifaceted. But yeah. we're part of that solution that's going to make a difference. Yeah. That midwifery free care, lactation services, right? So that you're breastfeeding, normalizing mm. that, addressing any type of perinatal mood and anxiety disorders that may yeah. happen during the pregnancy. Post- post-pregnancy bringing the partners in, bringing their community and getting them to like build their network to support yeah. them that's what we're a part of that's like
1: uh, literally the work that you're doing is like <clears throat> i think now that i have you know i'm older i have friends that have kids and it's i feel like that's something that was missing for a really long time mm-hmm. Is like you'd have like people would have a baby and then it would just be like okay have a baby like good luck have fun yeah like kind of like you just kind of like
2: abandon them just like i'll see you like once your kid's off to school and you want to hang out again
1: yeah and 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 even like i think i I, i'm not i've again i've not been in this situation but like even when it comes to like lactation like you can do it in the hospital maybe it happens once then you go home and you're having so much trouble and you can't figure it out and you're not sure who to call you're probably embarrassed everyone online is telling you that like it's bad if you use... Well, what happens you if know? you don't have,
2: like, symmetrical breasts, right? Yeah. Like, what happens if you have an inverted nipple? Yeah. Or what happens if you have flat nipple? You know, like, these mm. are all questions that you should feel you're able to discuss with your yeah. provider, but some people... And you're
1: empowered to do so. Yeah, and you're but giving some people, people that, are
2: scared to yeah. do it. But when you get a doula... Man, it's no hold bar, let me tell you. <laughs> I have had to delete some questionable things from my phone. I'm like, if anyone ever got my phone when I was an active doula, they'd be like, I'm pretty sure this lady's into some real kinky <laughs> stuff. You get, like, everything from, like, shots of people's poop oh my God. to, like, when their oh, yeah. mucus plug is coming out, <laughs> breasting and gourd, one large breast, one small breast, one inverted nipple, one flat nipple, yeah. you know, bumps. I have hair on my nipple. Like, oh my they talk God. about all this stuff with you, but that's because you're going to come in from a non-judgment free place Yeah, and they you need know? someone to talk to clearly and they do and yeah. i i love wrangling the partner they'd be like well what do you think about this you know yeah. what have you know how do you feel about especially like i often tell people like someone is successful with breastfeeding how long they're able to breastfeed and their success is really indicative of the partner like if they have really good partner support yeah they generally can make it through and breastfeed for like what we consider to be a full year wow. the golden standard right yeah. Yeah. but if you have someone's like Oh, ew. Or why do you do that? Or yeah. that's nasty. Or those are my breasts. Yeah. You know, what you the, feel some type of what? way. Yeah, <laughs> is um, that a real thing? It's yeah, a it's real a thing. Holy oh my shit. God. People
0: suck. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, men. <laughs> I, I, I,
0: know,
2: well, what it is suck, is like, also like, think about it. You make the perfect shit. nutrition, right? So like breast <laughs> milk is like the perfectly balanced nutrition. It's designed specifically human milk for human babies. Yeah. Um, And it has just enough antibodies and your body, your milk changes throughout the day. Right. So if I was breastfeeding in here, the milk would have adapted to me being in this room. This would this milk would compositionally be different from if I was out there. Interesting. Yeah, so your body is always adapting to give your child the best. So it's definitely like survival of the fittest. You're yeah. creating constant nutrition that's meant for your baby. Yeah. But it also means like you're burning a lot of calories creating this milk. And you're also putting a lot. This is why I tell people so like be energy. ready to so be at much. death's door while breastfeeding. Yeah. Because you will take on everything um, that your, your baby needs. Mm-hmm through your milk and mm-hmm. then feed it to your baby so your your baby's great yeah. you're the one who's you're dying suffering. yeah after yeah. you
0: just created it for now yeah,
2: yeah you created, now you, now you have to nourish it on the outside and oh, like your body's God. constantly adapting i know that they did like so many studies on like the power of like covert breast milk yeah. you know um and so like you're making that but the thing is just like I need to feed this baby almost two hours, every two hours, you know, uh, that's so. That's y- only you too. Right? Yeah. Right. Like,
1: that's like all your responsibility. So it's all you. So
2: I often tell people like, if you're the person who's feeding, it mm-hmm. goes like this, like, okay, let's say you did like a 20 minute session, right? Mm-hmm. 10 on one side, maybe 10 on the other. It really depends on your kid too. Like if yeah. they're like a mega chomper and they're just like, I'm not giving this milk up mama. Oh um, they'll, They can stay on one breast for like a good 20 minutes, you know? And then they'll like, you know, they're, they're, Fist wouldn't unfold and yeah. flex open, and that means kind of like they're seated and they're happy. Hand that little bugger on over. Mm. If you don't move that little like tunnel digger over to your partner, <laughs> you'll be there holding that baby all day. And I tell people it's the equivalent of being at an all-you-can-eat buffet. Yeah. Even if you're not hungry, yeah, because you're the food's eat around. There. You're gonna go up and get another plate. You right? know how hungry. often
0: I'm bored and I just walk over to the fridge and open it. Exactly. I don't even realize I'm standing. So imagine if <laughs> you're
2: laying like on your food source. You're yeah. like, I'm not really hungry, but Let since it's just, there, yeah. I happen and so,
0: to have a fridge under my pillow yeah so <laughs>
2: you know it becomes exhaustive for the yeah. lactating person to constantly be feeding this like little individual so and nice. so like it's great when you have a partner that's just like oh, well I'll take you know I'll yeah. take the baby and yeah. like you remove them from the situation you're able to get some rest go shower or go like even even like pump the other side it yeah. also builds the relationship with that the, between the baby and the partner mm. right like mm. that's their individual time you got to solo yeah. carry for like nine exclusive months yeah. so let's give some time you know yeah. like you're only job really is to kind of feed and recover Mm -hmm. when you think about everything that it goes through to like push a baby through your body or even everything that happens to you during you know a belly birth cesarean that's a lot you really need to recover and that's a great time to like build a relationship like with your partner totally. and the baby it's just yeah. like I fed the baby there you go you know they do the diaper yeah. changes they do the washes they yes. read they yep. walk around they yep. play yeah. you know and you're just like hey by the way I need three meals and three snacks a day and mm-hmm. I have to drink about a gallon of water and great take care of me so yeah. that I can continue to nurse the baby and it rolls into like this relationship and I feel like it builds the family and, unit it's and balanced, dynamics better. it
1: has like it, ha- it feels like not everything is just on yeah. you as the as
0: the well and you would hope in like Breastfeeder. For lack of a better word, you'd hope in a good relationship you the partner will recognize that the person who was just pregnant for nine months that you couldn't do anything but to not not All if the
2: time. society makes it seem yeah. like this is easy peasy yeah, like yeah, me well
0: and yeah. it's also like you might only get a month off of work yeah. Ex- if you know that I mean? you know if that, if that, if that yeah. even if you
2: know how to navigate it if you don't even know about your job violate in your fmla or you don't know about the tdi and the yeah. tci program that we have mm-hmm. here in rhode island that offers extended care yeah like if you don't know any of that stuff how you how actually you, what don't would you do know, yeah what would you do you yeah. know and so like you know the postpartum doula does come in afterwards mm-hmm. and we're really there to supplement yeah. Um that support system within and the guide, family dynamic. It feels like a,
1: you're a guide. Ooh. Like yeah. it helping maybe because I think it, it as a society thing as like I was saying before like back in the day like I remember when like an aunt or whatever would get pregnant it was just like no big deal. Mm-hmm. But like the amount of trauma your body goes through yeah. even if it's happy trauma it's still th- when you get a C-section they're like ripping your organs out. Or, it's crazy.
2: or even even like, I think people also gloss over like the intimacy issues that happens with somebody's growing body, right? Yeah. Like, you're like, you're pregnant, you're so emotionally concerned that your partner no longer felt like you're sexy because, you know, your nipples now have hair or they're like <laughs> leaking. Yeah. And you're like, do you still love look, me? Like, Am I still cute? Yeah, like, exactly. Looking like a
1: troll in the corner, like, do you still love me? I'm yeah, so your just, you know, and your partner's just, you know,
2: meanwhile, in your partner's mind, they're yeah. like, wow, look at this amazing person, right? like, growing yeah. our child. Yeah. They're so beautiful. Yeah. You know, you're like sitting there chomping on a burger like oh i love them so much you know <laughs> and they look over at you and they're like like it's I'm a like real It's a high emotional time For like both people totally. Involved in it And I think we look at Pregnancy as a singular event yes. When there is another person there involved, another person. You know And they need to be asked Like how are you adapting yeah. I think the crazy thing Is like 10% of men Experience postpartum depression And it goes yeah. undiagnosed um, Because you're like Well what do you have To be depressed about And it's just yeah. like they're going through things emotionally. Totally. You had like those sympathy pregnancies. You hear mm-hmm. like, oh, I was completely fine. My husband gained like 25 pounds. Yeah. It was He's moody. He eating everything in the yeah. refrigerator. You yeah. know, he was irritable yeah. and, you know, his skin was flaring up and you're yeah. like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Like, he was, yeah.
1: But it's, it's a crazy thing. Because yeah. like, I think just until, I mean, I want to say recently, but I don't even think, Recently, like women who go through postpartum, Mm -hmm. even that's still like not even
2: like it's people really don't look at it like it's a full spectrum, right? So if you've had anxiety prior to pregnancy, chances are you have anxiety while pregnant, Mm. and then chances are you're gonna have postpartum anxiety, Mm. and then that can change into like you know postpartum, you know OCD, and then intrusive thoughts. Mm. And what people recognize as like postpartum depression is actually postpartum psychosis, Mm. and that is really the overflow. Yeah. Of like the mama bear gene. That's like my child is so precious and so beautiful. Yeah. How could I have brought something so pure into this world? Wow. They don't need to be here. Oh they God. should not exist in this cruel place. And they yeah. want to take themselves yeah. or the baby out. So then yeah. you end up with infanticide, right? Yeah. Where either the, oh, the birthing person is just like, I'm a horrible person for bringing this child into this world. Yeah. What What could I possibly be thinking? You know. And it's just like the thing is like most of this stuff is treatable Mm. but it's difficult how do you share that thought how do you talk to your partner when like in your mind you had an image of like throwing your kid across the room how do you do that yeah it's you know, impossible. It's yeah, not impossible. It's but it not impossible, impossible, but it feels impossible, mm-hmm. impossible. And so, like, talking about it, having, you know, they say, like, in the third trimester, when there is those hormone fluctuations, mm-hmm. like, you have what they call, like, you know, those scary dreams. of just like, I was, I thought the baby was, had, like, three eyes. You know, yeah, you want to a I birthed
1: a whale or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like, like, the baby what? had, like,
2: five arms. Yeah. You know, and it's just, like, it's one of those things, like, you want to have a partner who you could talk about, but you also yes. want it to be that relationship, like, where your partner kind of feels, like, Is there enough room for you to love me and the baby? Mm. And you want to have a safe relationship to really talk about that. And we don't talk enough about intimacy in pregnancy relationships as much as we just talk about, well, um, how soon after can I have sex? And it's just like, it's way beyond that. It's so beyond that. Is is
0: there any like, um, I don't know the right way to put this, but like a normal recommendation to try to find a therapist while pregnant? yeah that so way when you come off of your pregnancy and you're, you're yeah post, we
2: recommend it a lot like if you you're have,
0: comfortable with that person mm-hmm, already if you, know? you have
2: prenatal anxiety or if you already have an existing therapist yep. um to let your therapist know like do you treat like you know perinatal mood and anxiety disorders because yeah. i'm thinking of conceiving yeah and i really like you as a therapist and i would like you to stay I'm on saying. and allow them to either say yes or, or find actually i'm not specialized in this let, let me, me look yeah. into seeing if we can find Because i think for if you, you
0: waited until after you gave birth. And then you're trying to now develop a relationship with a therapist Mm. while. They're trying to get you to tell them the things that you don't want to tell anybody. It's mm-hmm. like that sounds impossible. Yeah. yeah. But it's, I mean, yeah. not literally impossible, but it sounds, it sounds really scary. It, yeah. it, it, it does it's because really the first
2: scary. thing people are going to think is like, are they going to take my baby away? Yeah. That's really the biggest preventer. Mm-hmm. Is like, are they going to take my baby away? Are yeah. they going to say that I'm a bad parent? If you want to share with your partner, like, are they going to think that it's safe for me to be with it? You know, it's like it's yeah. it's very it's so difficult. Scary. And even like the partner, like imagine if your you know your birthing and partner and came to you and was like, I have thoughts of harming the baby. like how do you navigate through that how do you sit through that Mm -hmm. and so so that's kind of one of the reasons why we're hosting like we have sponsored the postpartum support international training in September that we have a two day training specifically about perinatal mood anxiety disorders what to look out for Mm -hmm. you know it's open to anyone that they can register and attend and then we have a really advanced professional one on psychotherapy like really being able to work with people who are going through this Mm -hmm. not coming off you know judgmental not coming in with your bias not looking so much for diagnoses in order to help people like Mm -hmm. really helping people and I really like like postpartum support internationally because they have a lot of different groups that they tailor like postpartum ocd um, perinatal ocd prenatal ocd groups for black people groups groups for for people who have multiples Mm -hmm. Um, because it often starts out with like I'm feeling overwhelmed when we talk about the postpartum blues the postpartum blues is normally only supposed to last for two weeks anything after two weeks we're looking at a perinatal moon anxiety disorder and we need to actually start seeking some type of help and I can say I recently went through a very frustrating process with a client Mm -hmm. who contacted me afterwards because they was having some OCD experiences um and we were, like, running up against a wall trying to find perinatal therapists and get access to care. Yeah. And it was frustrating because they knew they needed help. But it was almost like they were defeated. And I'm like, so grateful mm-hmm. um, that they were able to get in with, with someone that was, like, so close to me. But I just, like, didn't, didn't even think of them. There, yeah. yeah, And it worked out beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah, But
1: having the – I think what you're doing and what, you're, what you and your um, organization are doing is giving the tools to people to feel, like – Hey, like I'm having these issues, whether it's conceiving, whether it's intimacy, whether it's through pregnancy, whether it's after pregnancy, I'm having these issues. I don't know how to advocate for myself. I don't know how to feel empowered. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to ask the questions. Mm -hmm. I feel nervous about certain things and being able to give people the opportunity to feel comfortable and then better themselves, thus better their child, their if they have a baby, their baby's lives, Who, are, you know, everyone around them mm-hmm. and themselves mostly because yeah. you're, you're, you can only, like, be as good as you are, right? Yeah. Like, and you can't be expected. You just went through, like, a crazy time, mm-hmm. even if you have the most supportive partner in the world. And that's
2: often, like, really the difficult part is, like, people think, like, oh, if you have the, enough finances, you have mm-hmm. a good, secure job, you have a loving partner, it almost feels, quote unquote, selfish mm-hmm. to ask for more. You know, and so unfortunately they sit in suffering yeah. and in silence, yeah, you know, yeah. um, and like they, they live for their like Facebook groups yep. or like, you know, the discord spaces where they can say some of these things and be met with like no resistance and no judgment, and no judgment. Mm-hmm. but we need to curate those spaces because people need people, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. like actually like people in existence in their community around them. Totally. And so like mm-hmm. my years as a doula, what you are really doing is you're holding space, mm-hmm. you know, you're holding space I, I and you're waiting. Me. For permission for someone to invite you in. And so with UPEC, we want to create a safe space, especially for black and BIPOC people, because with racism, with systematic institutional discrimination, it's really hard for them to speak to their providers and Mm -hmm. be seen and be heard. And they've done so many listening voices, surveys, and it comes back. They often say black and BIPOC people, my provider didn't listen to me. They didn't believe me. Yep. They didn't hear what I had to say. Yep. And then oftentimes a lot of those end up in a mortality. You know, somebody is now dead because yeah. the provider was like. Was not listening to the pain. Not or, the,
1: or maybe there was some, an, an issue that wasn't, it didn't have to be. Mm-hmm. fatal but like if you're not getting listened to and you're not getting mm-hmm. heard and you're just trying to figure
2: out on yourself hey you just disassociate can- right exactly. I'm, I'm here but i'm really not like yeah. they're not gonna listen to me anyways i need to get this care yeah and so i'm just gonna get the care and i'm just like gonna do the things that i have to do check the box and keep it mm-hmm. moving
0: yeah and i mean it can just be like um a a cultural thing Mm -hmm. where like if you grew up around a certain group of people that Mm -hmm. speak in a certain way and communicate in a certain way and then you're trying to take care of somebody who doesn't speak and communicate in that that form then whether you know it's meant to or not you they might be listening they just don't hear it yeah like that can happen like it can almost be like speaking another language because if you're not used to picking up on certain cues that somebody may have i I
2: often ask like when i when i was doing doula work and you know did you tell your provider that you live on the third floor Mm. that's an important question Mm. right we don't like but the thing is most providers are not trained to ask ask, community-based questions questions like if you're scheduling someone for an induction that possibly may potentially like lead to a cesarean Mm. you kind of should know if you live on the third floor right because like Mm -hmm. that's a postpartum hemorrhage risk like that's a risk factor Mm. and how do you want to provide potential care is it better to say well there's no real concerns except for you're getting closer to this like guesstimated day of delivery yeah we want to schedule for an induction. They live on the third floor. You know, their partner, for whatever reason, works on the road as a truck driver or mm-hmm. they're in the service or not available or, you know, they're sick and they're actually staying somewhere else so that they don't get the pregnant person stick. Yep. Why would you say, "Well, we'll let you come in for an induction"? No, when there's no. not the sufficient support yeah. and yeah, so. Support but but we there. also have a
0: healthcare system that is uh, built around getting people in and out. It's very yeah. time, exactly. it's very quick. I have very specific things I have to ask you, and then boom, get move on. I got to take another client. And
2: so, and that's where it, it, we like. That's like where we as doulas like actually start to advocate. Like, you should tell your provider, "Hey, I just want to let you know, I live, I live on, the on the third floor." floor. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah you know
2: i I live in a basement apartment (laughs) yeah one let you know because you never you never bothered to ask my provide my my partner actually is a truck driver and it's on the road at the time of my delivery so i actually don't have support and that was one thing that was really great with the doula bill was a lot of providers was like we would love to offer doula services we don't know one if at the time like people could afford them yeah and Mm. two you know if we were to offer it and they couldn't afford them what kind of provider would we look like and so that was kind of really the momentum so now when providers are like oh, your partner's not going to be, would you like to be referred to a doula? They'll actually be with you through your pregnancy. They can yeah. help you postpartum. And now they can freely offer that service to That's families. Amazing. And it's a relief for the for the providers who were asking those like social detriment Is questions. Is that like an
0: assistance program that helps take care of that no, this was it?
2: actually a legislation that we passed wow. in 2021. Um, yeah, so that's the incredible. community like fought for it, actually helped co-author the bill. In wow. case, in case we didn't know, that's um, amazing. Yeah, You're
1: incredible. Oh, thank you. Um,
2: and it passed, and now yeah. like, then we are the first in the nation to offer the most in Medicaid reimbursement at fifteen hundred dollars. Wow. And we also have private commercial plan is included, and uh-huh. so that's United Neighborhood yep. and Tufts of Rhode Island, both their Medicaid and commercial plans, and Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Rhode Island's commercial plant. So if you have that, you have access to a doula.
1: Have you seen, because it feels like you're very intertwined in the community of doula in mm-hmm. Rhode Island and supporting the communities since that bill has passed, have you seen an uptick in people utilizing? Yes, doulas? we
2: actually yes. had we actually ended up creating the um, hotline one oh eight three three RI doula so that people can actually refer to get doula services yeah. because all those cohorts that I've trained are available doulas. Yep. I'm also one of the founding directors of the Rhode Island Breast um, Birth Worker Cooperative, oh which does the billing uh. for these doulas, and so we have a nice. Are connection. there more hours
0: in your day or something? Like, no, I got the about? same
2: number of she hours. Twenty four hours in her twenty four. Four hours um and like you know 6 to 8 of those i'm sleeping so <laughs> You have to get six to I eight have, hours. I have to get six to eight hours. You have to. Um, especially now that I'm 40. I have to be heart healthy. Yeah. So, yeah. So, having those connections. And because the birth worker field here in Rhode Island is, like, really very intimate and interconnected, mm-hmm. we're able to, like, move those resources. Yeah. So, when someone calls the hotline and they're looking for a doula, they can go to the website at urbanparanadal.org. They fill out the form. Or their provider can fill out the form. Yeah. We get the form. I ask. Hey, is anybody available? Here's the insurance. Here's the EDD. You know, we also have it like we do cultural competency and we want to make sure we get your cultural preference right. So we do cultural matching. So if you ask for a black doula, you get a black doula. If you ask for a white doula, we try our best to get you a white doula. If you ask for someone Spanish speaking, Portuguese or Creole, we try to match you with what you're Mm -hmm. looking for because it makes it makes better care when you get safe. what it is it that you're safe looking for and comfortable
1: and it feels like you're being it listened does. to and that your preferences matter your preferences matter also-
3: listen
0: if you went to go buy a car and you said i would like a red car and mm-hmm. they came out with a white car and said deal with it yeah you'd be like what the fuck man yeah <laughs> like, yeah. how is that like and that's a car like and this, that's is car. this is way more important yeah <laughs> like, I on. mean
2: and we have like we have like a high refugee population mm-hmm. and then sometimes like we do have a lot of immigrants here yeah. that are like either you know Spanish speaking yeah. and they can't navigate the healthcare system yeah, right it's like very hard it's very hard so they're not interpreters you know inside of the hospitals or yeah. anywhere so you just go there and you say yes to everything because yeah. you don't want to seem like you're disruptive yeah. you don't want to seem like you're argumentative yeah. and you don't want them to label you as a bad person yeah. people really love to save face in other countries that is a cultural thing yeah, totally. and they don't want to be disruptive yeah. mm. but they also don't know what they're saying yes to so it's also not genuine it's informed not, not great
1: it's not a good situation it's, it's not a not. good situation and it's like giving people i know you like you had said and and it's very it matters to feel safe and to mm-hmm. have if you're A person of color and you felt like the healthcare system has not listened to you and hasn't cared about you in so many aspects. Mm -hmm. And then you need a doula and you're like, Hey, we're going to match you with someone who's experienced and can help you through that and knows how to advocate for you and feel comfortable in this space with you and and can speak to you in a way that makes sense. And you feel, I don't know. I just feel like it's the amount that you're helping women. I think people who are pregnant, I Mm -hmm. think is so important because I think for a really long time, all women but more specifically women of color Mm -hmm. are dealing with things that whoever talks
2: about these kind of things they they don't they don't no one talks
1: about i remember
2: years ago when um like someone had came to um chocolate milk cafe which is a black breastfeeding support group that we offer um and found out that she was pregnant with a boy Mm. and she busted out in tears Mm. you know because for her this is her beautiful baby boy yeah but to the world this is going to be an aggressive black man and what does the world do to black men yeah you know and that had she sat with that and she just bawled and i just cried silently with her because i knew exactly what she was thinking and some people who when that's not your lived experience yeah you won't understand you'll be like oh you you really really don't like right like no idea for people who were able to watch the trauma porn of tyree nichols for people who were able to watch the trauma porn of of george floyd right like that is someone's once baby regardless of nothing else that was in someone's body Mm -hmm. that person existed that was Mm -hmm. someone's world Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and this is how the world treats them, yeah, you know? And so there is that fear of like, if I give black, birth to a black baby boy, like how is the world going to see him? And then you look at it, like right now we just had like um, the preview of uh, the early childbirth and education. You have kindergartens being suspended, but yeah. a prevalence of black male Yep. Kindergarten is being suspended. What could you possibly do in kindergarten to get suspended? Really, like, you ate all the crayons. I didn't even know
0: that was an option. It I didn't is, either, you know. And, or, and
2: and so, like I mean, when short you think of, about like, it,
0: hurting somebody, how can they suspend you?
2: How can they suspend you? That's Why crazy. do we a have little, expulsion a little, was it, like, in six kindergarten? Six, seven, yeah. And oh, cite it for behavioral issues. And I always ask, like, well, have you done an implicit bias training on the teacher? Mm-hmm. Do they have preconceived notions? Do they see this this poor little boy as a threat? Yeah, you know what we yeah. see as like like cute little. Oh my God, he's so. Adorable. He's yeah. so helpful. He's someone is just like, oh, I know, I know, he's going to do something like nefarious, or yeah. you know, I, he's being extra aggressive. But yeah. it's an internalized dialogue that they themselves. But have what you
1: just said about, have you talked to the teacher about their in, implicit yeah. bias? Yeah, like I feel like most mo- mothers or parents or fathers would not even think to go that route to so to have support. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that's like I would never even think that that is something that you could yeah. even ask for yeah. and advocate for. like yeah. If my child is- is is You can
0: ask. Like, the, the crappy part about the yeah. world that we live in is parents have less power than you think they do, especially yeah. in public schools. Maybe at a private school where you're paying to take your kid there, but- in a public school, is like you'd have to get every single parent on board for something to, to really be like, happen. well, wh- yeah.
2: what kind of training are they receiving? Like, yeah. where did they come from? Are yeah. they used to working in diverse communities, mm-hmm. you know, where like kids engage in like different behaviors? Is your child getting enough outlets? Like, yeah. my kids, I put them in Montessori school because number five is a kinesthetic learner, which means, you know, doesn't really sit still. We call him Snaps because he's always uh, snapping, he's always moving. Okay. Um, there's nothing wrong with him, yeah. like, intellectually. It's just he has full body movement, full yeah, body range, right? Uh-huh. So, Montessori is a good fit for that type of learning behavior yeah if i would have put him in another school they would have been like oh he yeah, has a behavior problem he doesn't sit still yeah. he's not focusing in class he's focusing
1: yeah
2: his learning style is it's different, different. Mm-hmm. yeah and and we don't create schools to adapt to different learning styles anymore i mean yeah. we all remember the kid that never sat down in their studio, that would always and what would happen like the teachers a would go over there work with them and they yeah. would get through the class yeah we don't have that. We keep on wanting to push out kids, for the children
0: to the office. Or sent to the office. Yeah, to the office <laughs> right? And then you go home.
2: And do you, what? And do what? You either get yelled at by your parent, or huh? you're like you're bored. But or then, is your
1: parent working? Or like, your can parent your parent come working? home and fi- you know? What I'm saying there's so many things. Or but also. the thing is like,
2: what if? And they even have a study on it. Most males, when they get to a certain like level in school, they're bored. They're not challenged with anything. that like, I already know this. Like this, you know. So if you engaged it with something different, what if we did? Ma- Look, like, what if we did mad minutes, but we did it on the basketball court? Where like we would give you an equation, you had to spit out a number and like shoot a ball each and every time. Like, what if we Engaged more than just like you sit still and do this read this paragraph and, and they found that like more kids were in mm. were more engaged if they was like actually operating not all the kids but remember more. everyone has different learning styles mm. so you had a tactical learner who's also visual and so they, they're like okay i'm at the core i'm doing this and then it's like okay you have to engage this audio sense yeah. that was one of the issues i had with my son was we was having difficulty with math and I called his old Montessori teacher and she said, get glass jars and get glass beads. And she goes and have him ping the bead oh, in every time wow. he does the numbers. Yep. So it would be clank, two glass jars, one, two, and they would make a noise. Yep. And then every time he would put a bead and one bead and two, I said, so you have two times two. How many do you have? One two. Three, four, they had to have an audio that went with it. So it was a tactical, it was a visual, and it was an audio. And he excelled. Wow. And I would have never known. But yeah. she's a Montessori teacher.
3: Yeah.
2: She's used to kinesthetic learners. She yeah. was able to adapt and pivot. Yeah. And she gave me something so simple that I'm sitting down there with pencil. I'm like, use your fingers two times yeah. to write it down. He was you, not how, that learner. You're
1: not in, but you're not an educator. I mean, you're an educator in a different way, but like you're not an educator. In and I'm terms only educating
2: of... from what I know. Yeah. Exactly. And so I've, how I've public
0: schooling. Class might have 30 kids in it.
2: Yeah. they're so overpacked. they're so just, overpacked.
0: And, and, well, even if the teacher wanted to they couldn't
2: they couldn't yeah. you know but I'm just like if you teach all in like an all different right because the the child who can just write the numbers would also be able to excel at having tactical audio mm-hmm. and yeah. visual added into their learning totally and so they do send them home now with like cubes but I'm just like the glass charge was like huge like yeah. it made such a it difference made such for a him big difference. it got them from Dollar Tree it was like the cheapest thing yeah. but it's just like one of those things and I'm very fortunate that I have the resources mm. in the community to have been able to call mm-hmm. her, no, to be able to ask her, her. Yeah. yeah, to even be able to do that, but and you're so you're giving people fortunate. That, that, yeah, that resource. Though, so that those tool. of you who just heard glass jars and glass bees Dollar That's Tree, amazing.
1: <laughs> um, I feel like I could talk to you for the rest of my life. Like I don't think that you should leave ever. I, I
2: have to go. I know, I know. Nick I know. again has not came in with no, uh, no, snacks. Snacks. no snacks. I was
0: not snacks. prepared. No, no grub. There's no I'm grub.
1: We'll 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 get we'll get you fed for the at the party at the party. We'll we'll have beautiful snacks. I hope so. Maybe Some beautiful um, refreshments.
2: Yes. Beautiful Locally refreshments. organically sourced, please.
1: Okay. We'll put that on the list. Okay. I'll put that on the list. Yes. Um, but we've had. Especially to...
2: the fresh fish. The fresh mm. Oh. Yeah, I don't go know down, I don't go
0: know down to go nice. down to the docks. This is New England. I mean, this
2: yes.
1: is New England. Like, it is we, New England. Should, I live near like the um, fish market. Oh, okay. Oh, you're oh. over on the West End. I'm on the East Side. Oh, so there's a new one.
2: Oh, on Hope. On Hope Street. On Hope yeah. Street. Yeah. I'm thinking of the one that was the the over original. there. Yeah. The yeah. What,
1: on Fountain. Maybe it is on Fountain. Yeah, but it's great. It's crazy how like fresh fish like
2: tastes so, so different. Good. Fresh yeah.
1: It's crazy. That's how I feel about my eggs. That's how I feel about it, and the and
2: the winter time when you have to buy store bought eggs is kind of like and they're like I twelve do, bucks
0: right
1: now. I do buy store-bought, <laughs> st- store bought store 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 bought eggs. Uh huh. But I've been up. I've liked what is it? Uh, uh, free range uh-huh. eggs. I've always bought free range eggs. Yeah. And they taste so much better.
2: Dude, you should definitely get super fresh ones. Like go to a farm Wait, and get farm. get get some eggs. Yeah. And I also, really? I also like my we have like different colored eggs, which was also mm. awesome. So our eggs are like blue. Cool. And um, we have an olive layer. And then we also have like a slight different shade of brown. But I'm oh really god. hoping um to get a chocolate egg layer. And it's so it's such a gorgeous egg. But yeah.
1: oh my yeah. god, how many chickens do you have?
2: I have legally six because that's what you're allowed in you, province, okay. unfortunately. Yeah. Six chickens. Yeah. they have names? They do. Um, spicy, barbecue, fried, <laughs> broiled, <laughs> oh teriyaki. Oh my God. Hugh, you
1: are incredible. It's funny because you don't listen to podcasts. You've never I been on a podcast, but you are so yeah, easy to talk to. You're literally the good. easiest person to talk <laughs> to. To. oh thank and you you. Said, yeah. you talk so beautifully about your experiences what you do in the community your job what you have going on there's questions I didn't even get to ask I'm sorry uh, yeah you should That's okay me. um no we we got to talk about so many amazing things um and I don't want to keep you for too much longer because we've had you here for a while over an oh, hour wow isn't that yeah
0: crazy
1: it's a good thing
2: 20 I ate minutes? before I came right
0: um <laughs> so yeah we're actually gonna we're gonna wrap up just yeah. because we're all over an hour um, okay. for the uh, for UPEC. Yes. Um I'm assuming best way to get a lot of information is on the website it's urbanperinatal.org yes or you um, can hit
2: us up on Instagram Perfect. urbanperinatal.ri okay. we're also on Facebook okay. um, I think we have a Twitter Twitter page not sure what's going on with Twitter so we're not really on there much I don't know um, but yeah that's those are our pages but okay. mainly just like signing up for our newsletter yep. getting like the deets from us our Facebook page is probably our most active okay. but your website's
0: very Very well done thank
2: it's you beautiful. I did myself. Yeah, yeah, I it myself yeah the picture of the baby was actually one of my doula clients you and had time to build a website oh I built all my websites Um, I built websites it's very well done I, and it you. makes a big
0: difference if you go on to like a bad website I'm like yeah I'm good with this no. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? yeah. I'm good to hear yeah. that Nick.
2: yeah so it's I'm very beautiful. glad thank yeah. you everything
1: you do is incredible and I'm so happy like I said when you first sat down I'm like I have little. I know nothing about anything you that you do I feel
2: amazing yeah, yeah. And don't get pregnant though definitely not I've had people be like oh my god I'm ready to like procreate for you to Maybe yeah. I'm like, mm, definitely not going to happen. That's perfectly fine because your community auntie is She's still trying to convince her husband great. to get a puppy. I want a dog. <laughs> Let me tell you, so... I, I have Amy. Amy's my Labradoodle. She's 14. She was such a great dog Aww. until senioritis. Aww. She's the baddest bitch ever. In she, a bad the, way? like Yeah. No. like She's bad. She's like in the trash. She's oh, like no. 14. No. What, are you, what are you doing in the trash? You're too old. You can't eat this. She's on a limited senior diet. Aww. And so as soon as she eats, she vomits all over Aww. the house. It's the worst thing ever. And then you sit there and look at her and conveniently she's deaf. So she just walks away mid-conversation. Funny how that works right right excuse me <laughs> but she can she can always manage to hear like a bag rustling or yeah. opening or like food selective somewhere hearing. very selective yeah. hearing she can feel the vibrations so when i'm like i'm opening. like amy why was you in the trash why amy amy come back here i'm talking to you amy and she's just like she's like i'm drunk. sorry whatever or my son feet her in the morning you yeah. know this very limited we had to do soft food because she kind of like, don't really got good teeth oh and stuff gosh. so we go do go through all this buy her all these lovely beds do all this gray care put sucks on her when she goes outside. Aww. Just a ridiculous amount of like love we put into this dog. And she just knocks over our trash, vomits <laughs> all over the floor. Or that she, happens
0: when they get old though. Yeah. Or she
2: she acts like she's never eaten. Oh like when God. we eat, we kind of like, you know, our dogs are not allowed. They're supposed to like stay at the doorway. They're yeah. not supposed to beg. Yeah. She sits there and like collapses. Like she's Aww, never she's like, eaten. I've never
1: eaten a morsel of food in my whole life. And I'm life. like, you, you
2: are lying. Like you are lying. You. Oh my she God. all the time. And like, but we dogs are have to have conversations. No, though. they're not. No, no, they're not. They're don't not. Think they're no, than you no. And I I've had three dogs and five they're children, <laughs> but they are not easier because they can never one day just get up and make stuff for themselves That's or true. leave at all. They're like one hundred percent dependent on you. Yeah. You get
0: like, a you get a middle ground. I'd say like my dog's eight, well turning eight now, uh, and they're puppies. First, mm-hmm. Like couple like year, year and a half, you should be spending all your time with them. If you want a good dog, it should get a ton of time. Yeah. You get some independence in the middle, mm-hmm. and then as they get older, you get their- Back to a dependent back relationship. To a, a dependent relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 100%
2: mm-hmm. dependent. And not only that, like, I often think about, like, the dynamic between, like, a dog and then a human. And it's just, like, it's it's really just this unconditional, like, your dog can never tell you that you was a bad person or yeah. you hurt them mm-hmm. or you did something really cruel. It's nice, isn't it? I mean, it <laughs> is, but it also kind of falls into superiority complex. Um, <laughs> you want to have, you know, your kids could be like, I don't like you no more, mommy. And, like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> I don't like I'm either. Not your, I'm not your friend I anyway. get a job. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, why are you still here, you moocher? Yeah. Um But, like, when you have a dog, like, they can never tell you. You know, you kind of have to, like, have cues. And it's yeah. nothing wrong with it, but I definitely do think it's self-serving. There was a phase where, like, our last dog passed away last year. Um, right around this time, actually, on February 8th, Ali Bear. And we we waited. Like my husband was very upset, but I waited because I had this dog as long as I had my daughter, and they grew up together. And so I could not make the decision to put her down. And I told my husband he could not. I said this one hundred percent has to be their decision together. Um, and and she made it. And I honestly did not think that she was going to pass. I thought she was going to make it all the way until my Thai Thai graduated, which was this year. So I kept telling her we only got a couple years left. We only got a couple years left. I wanted to do the graduation hat in photo with her. Yeah. And we figured like with Tai Tai going off, you know, if Allie wanted to transition, like this would be the time mm. that they would yeah. go their separate ways. Yeah. And it just came so premature. And it, you really don't realize how like you're dependent. In retrospect, I still feel like a failed fur mother. No. Because we didn't bring the other dogs with us. And so when we came home with no mm. dog, was, there confused. was no way to tell them that she wasn't. Aww. And Amy has been with Allie her whole life. So that was 14 years of her entire existence Aww. with this other dog. And then she doesn't come. So yeah. so we went through a very hard period. Like, even now when we take her outside, she will wait at the stairs. Aww. I'm going to cry. I know. I love and and I, I felt... I felt hard because like we was in such a rush just to not have her and being pained so more. Yeah, of course. We didn't think the vet It wasn't like, do you have other dogs at home? Yeah. So we didn't bring the other dogs for the goodbye, oh. you know? And so we were never like you, no matter how well you connect, you can never communicate with your dog. Like Allie is gone. She's not coming She's back not the way you could do with back. a human. Yeah. You know, and it's and a bummer, that too, because no matter
0: how decrepit the dog is at home, when you take them to the vet to put them down in that room, all of a sudden they're spry again. Oh,
2: well, no. it, For it, the it,
0: two that I had to do both uh, times. Yeah. You bring them in and then they, it's like they're a new dog. And the yeah. do, the, the vet has to be like, don't you're going to bring them home and they're going to be doing exactly the same it's a you're going to come yeah. back
2: yes yeah, a nerve thing well for us like it was already setting in oh, and so you know but the one thing that like broke my heart was like the vet that says like the people who leave like they leave for the vet to do it you Uh-oh. know and the dog is looking That's for them mm-hmm. so we stayed you know my tie tie stayed in her yeah. face the whole time oh, um looking at her Aww. And she was looking at her when she pushed the button, so oh, that yeah. she knew that she was there. That she was there, oh and we stayed with her the entire time. Oh um, You're yeah. Nice. I wow. mean, we we needed to like that was my daughter, yeah. you know. Like I'm oh s I'm I still I get and that's but, that's but that's but that's also part of birth, right? Yeah, it's just the other side.
0: Yeah, everything. Like, oh. Everything thing. eventually dies.
2: Everything, yeah. you Don't know. See that. And that's why I think that's also why like farming is so great, right? Like you're standing on soil, and Mm. soil is literally like it's a it's
0: a a literal Mm. circle of life every year. It is, it's a
2: circle of life. And that's what brings it so much humility. It's the same thing with birth, with like with farming, right? Mm. You just have to be gentle and be in your season. Yeah. And know that part of it is like, I would hope I have a peaceful, graceful exit.
1: Me too. Mm. I hope it's this while I'm sleeping or something. Yeah. Let's still, let's just like, make it easy anyway wait hold on I don't, I don't she have said a wait she's like make it easy like m- mine's is
2: always like the darwin awards i'm like please do not let me die and be a darwin award like that's so embarrassing <laughs> I, like i fell and i drowned in a, like two no. inches of water or no, something like oh man no, no. It's gonna slipped be down the a stairs puddle. So yeah easy. it's
1: gonna be fine but one thing i did want to say really quick go ahead the, something that i learned from this convo and i hope um a lot of other listeners are learn from this conversation is to help your friends your family and your um, community advocate for themselves especially when they're like going through pregnancy. visit after six weeks yep. please yep. please
2: like just don't show up for the new part yep. Be there. show up at month four show yep. up at month five yep. show up at take them out yeah you know take take the person out and then also spend time with them. Yeah. Like, as a mom, yeah, you know, because, like, they need to know that there's somebody there. There's and I'm pretty there. sure we're all thinking of, like, one person we know. And I always, like, I love my husband's friends because I say people, like, to to some of the birthday and, um, people, if you don't, if you don't like the dude friends... Mm-hmm. You're gonna love the dude friends in postpartum because mm-hmm. the dude friends always bring good food, they bring bar food. We love that, bar food,
1: chicken wings, the chicken french wings, fries, the french fries. So, they always
2: know I the good yeah. food. Well, so. I, have a, I have a
0: large group of friends, and we're actually, um, you know, we'll do like Sunday, you should create something, Sunday, you should do like, like dudes
2: postpartum dinner delivery. Well, but oh we it's God. never been an oh, issue God. just because
0: uh, we you know, we'll do Sunday football or something, we're like. Bring the kids. Yeah. 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 Everybody come. Like we don't, we're just hanging out. (laughs) We're we're not 19 anymore. This isn't a party. Like we're watching football. Bring the kids. We all want to see them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you just need to encourage people because they think it's a burden to bring their kids with them. Mm -hmm. And you know what? There might be a couple kids out there that, it could be what you do you just let them play outside <laughs> you you're like open the garage run, run around outside. exactly Go ahead. at the end of the day like if you have a group of friends they all love your kid like of course like the family yeah. so Bring they want in. them around they I do
1: yeah. you're so you're fantastic you're so inspirational oh thank in you and the fact that you only I look have-
2: forward to Nick's like postpartum delivery yeah like, yeah we'll put it thing. together <laughs> put it together you <laughs> came up with a name for your business yeah they just, it's just like it's gonna be like so cool to you be like paid
1: a lot of money for that
2: well not only that like it's nice to be seen that's Especially post COVID, like That's it's so nice true. to be seen. It's, it's
1: nice to be with people. Yeah, like this is so nice to just. Yeah,
2: be down and with mock you groups and... are hard. I remember I had a card. I made cards I had my oh, name on it. Oh. And like my, I have like my kid's name. It was like such and such as mom, and had oh my God. phone number. But like, it's so awkward because you're just like, do you go over to say hi by the slide? Do you slide them your card? Oh, yeah. Do you not slide them in your car? Do you like hold your card? Accidentally drop your car? Like, you know, <laughs> like let's how do I, do you know how do, do, I, how do I like do this let's intro? Let's go get a coffee sometime. Yeah, I don't even drink coffee, but yeah, yeah. tea. Let's get tea. Hibiscus let's get organic. Tea. Hibiscus exactly. Hibiscus exactly. Let's go to I'm Pharmacy I'm Herbs tea. and go chill yes. with Tammy and have tea time. That sounds yeah. amazing. It I is amazing. That. You should go see Tammy and have tea time at Pharmacy Arabs. It's that? so delicious. It's right at 28 Cemetery Street in Providence. Okay. I feel like I've seen you it. You should so go. Either online tea or- Tea time with Tammy is dope. It's okay.
0: it's with an F, right? It's like- Yeah. Sp- it's a pharmacy like a farm. Like a farm. Like farm. Yeah. Like pharmacy. I have yeah. definitely seen that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. One day I'll tell you the story between like me and Mary okay. and how she was actually the reason how I was able to conceive number four and five. Okay. Oh. I can't wait to hear about it. Yeah. Cliffhangers. Yeah. Cliffhangers. Cliffhangers. All
0: well, right. Well, Q, we love you so much. You're incredible. Thank you. Yeah. And, uh, and one more time for everybody urbanperinatal.org yeah. uh, and or, urbanperinatalri on social media. Yes. And Perfect. go
1: follow Q and, and your team and your amazing adventures and doing all the cool shit that you're doing. Thank you. We love yeah, you. Yeah, all. thank
0: you for coming on. This was Thanks fun. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.